Hey friend, welcome back to the Faith and Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hildebrand, and this is episode number 29, where I am giving you a year in review of everything that has kind of happened in our life. And from a podcast standpoint, I am in North Carolina. And if you hear my dogs like doing whatever they're doing, apologies, you know, it's like old times here, but we came here for Christmas. So, uh, that's what we're doing here, but I just want to kind of give you guys a year in review or year end review, whatever. But uh, because you guys have been such an integral part of all the things that we've been able to accomplish this year, and just having your support um, has been really helpful and really awesome for us. So, anyway, let's get to it. So, I first want to say that part of the reason that we've been able to accomplish any goals, or I think that a lot of people are able to accomplish goals, especially if you're like me, is number one, having accountability, whether that be with an accountability partner or a friend or a spouse, or honestly, just a pen and paper is accountability enough for me or just telling someone about something because I'm that kind of person that sort of, if I say something's going to happen, I'm going to do my best to make it happen. Of course, you know, if the Lord wills and everything. But I also want to say that, you know, there have been years where it felt like I didn't do much of anything, right? And I saw a thing going around yesterday that if your biggest, if your biggest goal this year was to basically stay alive, that's okay. You know, um, we all have different things that we've done and different ways we handle things. So this is not at all to make anyone feel bad or to feel like, you know, we're better than people because that's not the case at all. And some of you may be like, I've done bigger things than that this year. And that's wonderful. I'm happy for you. But I just wanted to kind of put that in there to say, you know, um, we all have different journeys, right? That's what this podcast is kind of about. We have different journeys. We have different things going on in our lives. And I just wanted to kind of give you an update from what happened in episode one, where I kind of told you about our goals for the year. And I'm going to tell you if we reach those goals. And then I'm going to tell you about some other cool things that happened this year because of you all and because of the Lord. And I'm I want to do this to encourage you uh, that, you know, with God, all things are possible, truly, right? So I'm really excited to share with you guys today. So one of the things that we did this year was we became debt-free. We paid off over $20,000 in debt in about two and a half years. So, you know, you guys have heard me talk about this, but in case anyone is new listening to this, um, we... The first year we were in debt, we basically made $30,000 combined. It was actually less than that, but I'm going to say $30,000 $30, combined that year, according to the IRS. I did some side things to get some cash, but mostly um, that's what we made. And so we paid off this debt and just started getting really intentional about what we were doing and God started blessing us. Um, I'm going to share our, our whole debt-free story later on in 2020 because I I realized I haven't shared it with you, the whole entire thing. So there's that, but that was really exciting for us and it's such a burden lifted. I will say that since then we got a couple of medical bills that um, are being paid. A couple of them, of course, we were able to pay because they're like, you know, like hundred bucks or whatever, but I do want to say that. So there is one, I think we're still paying that I need to double check, but one we're still paying that um, will be paid off soon. So, um, the big thing is that most of the debt is paid off. So I'm really excited about that. In episode one of the podcast, we also were trying to save for a big trip that my husband wanted to go on, but we did not go on that trip, nor did we save for it. But we went on a couple of smaller trips, in court, um, including a 
vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee with my with my family and we've been a couple different places. I was also able to go to a business boutique conference, uh, Christy Wright's conference in October and we were able to pay cash for both of those things. So that was really exciting. Um, You know, putting away money and sinking funds helped us to do that. So if you are wanting to save for a trip or a vacation or a, a conference or something, stash away a little bit of money every single month or every time you get paid and that will help you to save for those those things. So we also set out to save for a fully funded emergency fund, which for us at the time was about $5,000. And we live pretty frugally. We don't need a whole lot of money. But now that I'm more doing business things and have a little, um, a couple more aspirations, uh, we do want to save more. But we did save for that a couple of times. So let me say uh, what I mean by that. So in February, remember, I uh, started a new job. I had quit my job, or in March, I started a new job. I quit my job in February. Um, I was miserable where I was, and so I wanted to find something new. So during that time, we did deplete our savings just a little bit. Um, I think maybe about $1,000. I need to double check, but it was about $1,000 that we depleted the fund a little bit. So then we also um, moved, so we needed to use a little bit of money from that we got, you know, our little house because we were living in an apartment and blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. So anyway, we had to use some of that money. Uh, we do have almost the rest of the $5,000 put back into the account. Oh, and we also did, I'm not going to talk about that here, but because I don't want anyone to think I'm like, okay. Anyway, but we did have to deplete it once more, uh, not deplete the whole thing, but take some of it out once more. So Uh, We are almost back to $5,000, but we're going to continue to fund that emergency fund because I am on a project for my work. And what that means is that at any point in time, I could lose my job. Well, any of us at any point in time could lose our job. Nothing is secure, but it has been extended out until September 2020. So I'm probably okay until then. But I do have some other goals and aspirations, you know, with the Lord's help and if he allows that. But We'll get into that in a second. But anyway, so we would like to have a little bit more than that, but we are almost fully funded again. And we've also cash flowed several things. You know, my husband, we bought him a guitar, yada, yada, yada. So I'd rather, you know, cash flow those things and still have an emergency fund, but, you know, not get into more debt. So there's that. So part of the reason we want to have a little bit more of a cushion in an emergency fund is because it is my hope and dream. If the Lord wills it, you know, how life works and I'm not dead set on this but I would love to be self-employed by 2020 and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second but when you are getting your finances together and you're out of debt you can take some of those risks like that right calculated risks and just trust that the Lord will provide because you've provided you know you've taken care of everything else that needs to be taken care of so I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second because God has really amazed me and with his just grace and his his purpose for my life and I'm just so thankful for everything that that's for everything that's happening and everything that has happened God is so so faithful and so good I also finished my first semester back in college since 2014, which doesn't seem, you know, some people are like, Adrian, I'm in college and or I've been to college recently. But for me, I guys, I have trouble with school. I have a hard time with school. I could read all day, every day, totally, but give me an assignment and a 
you know, I'm like, well, why do I have to do it? <laughs> it's so weird because if I write down goals, it's different. But if I have to do a homework assignment, I've always hated it. But anyway, so I'm pretty proud of myself for finishing my first semester back in school. I am going to Urshan College. They were able to take all of my Indiana Bible College credits. So that is such a blessing. It's going to save us a lot of money. And also the school is distance learning. So I'm able to obviously be wherever and do that. So that's really exciting. But I also want to share that I've tried to go back to school several times since 2000, I guess 15, probably 2016 since I got married and it just didn't work out. I couldn't quite figure out what I was doing. You know, I, I, I was still trying to find kind of what I felt like God was calling me to and blah, 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 yada, yada. But uh, every single time I tried to go back to school, it didn't work. So all of that to basically say that every time I tried to go back to school, it just didn't work out. And this year, so I think a couple of years ago, they changed it to where when you apply for FAFSA, which is um, basically federal financial aid eligibility, um, they actually go two years back on your tax return now. So for us, two years ago, as I stated earlier, we made a combined $30,000. And because I am married, um, you know, it affects your taxes differently. But I was able to get federal Pell Grant this year, which is money that I do not have to pay back. So this whole first year of college, excuse my dogs sneezing, but this whole first year of college was paid for with the grant money, money I don't owe to anyone. So I really believe that that was a divine delay, as Brother Reggie would say, but that was truly God. And now, you know, also Urshan became accredited this year or is on the road to becoming accredited. And it was just God's perfect timing. So I just want to encourage you to trust God that even when things, when you're trying to reach a goal, that his timing is perfect. And yes, he honors us trying to reach goals, but his timing really is perfect. Another thing that I set out to do this year was to start the Faith and Finance podcast, and that's obviously what you're listening to now. I had started with the intention of, of course, wanting to record every week, and I did not realize at the time how much work actually goes into podcasting, and it's fine and I love it, but I was editing myself and trying to do all that myself and just figuring things out, right? Like nothing is perfect when we start. So in December, I had said, December of 2018, I said that I was going to launch the Faith and Finance podcast in in January 2019. And I did. At that time, I had not recorded a single episode, didn't quite know what everything was going to look like, but I just knew that it's something I wanted to do. I started the podcast solely out of a uh, a heart to share what I had learned and to share stories of others because I know that when I've been on my financial journey and even now I you know we're always on a journey but through my debt-free journey I wanted to hear other people's stories and it was so encouraging and so I wanted to do that and share also practical things but you know it's all about iterating and figuring things out so as of today's recording or as of you know, the recording of this episode, we have a total of 14,500 total plays, a little over that for 28 episodes. I did lose some analytics there, some stats when I had switched over to Podbean for a second, but still, that's amazing. You guys, I don't even know why you guys still stay stick around honestly other than you know I I keep hearing from you that this is real and relatable and it's just me right it's just me podcasting sharing information with you guys and I love each and every one of you it's been amazing sometimes just having a heart to do something and kind of figuring it out as you go along 
is what helps. You can go listen to my first couple of episodes and you'll see that they aren't perfect, but I knew that if I gave myself an excuse not to do it, I wouldn't. So I'm really thankful that you guys still stick around and want to listen to this podcast. And my husband is literally tiptoeing around the room right now because uh, he's trying to be quiet, but the struggle is real, guys. We keep it real around here. I already told you the dogs are like scratching themselves and running around like crazy people. But anyway, see, it's still not perfect. And I could edit this out, but I'm not going to because I think it solidifies what I was just saying that nothing is perfect. Um, Just start and to do something. So uh, the Faith and Finance podcast has been made possible because of you guys and I love doing it. And for 2020, I, you know, have so many episodes already lined up. I've recorded most of my uh interviews already so I'm, I'm planning on having 52 episodes next year at definitely 50 but anyway I'm really excited about that so I also spoke with a career coach earlier this year because I was going through some job transition and I had started you know just really thinking about I've always been that kind of person that was like I don't know what to what I'm doing with my life and as I've stated now I'm like it's okay to kind of iterate and change over time But I spoke with a career coach earlier this year, shout out to Katie, and I shared my my lanky dream, basically, like it was just scrapped together. I didn't quite know what it would look like. I just had this vision for something that I wanted to do, um, even as far as like self-employment and running a business someday. And I I told her that I wanted to be self-employed and I wanted to be teaching others about personal finance. At the time, I thought it would be neat to do like workplace financial wellness, which I have done some, which is crazy. Again, just writing things down, having dreams helps a lot, but I didn't know exactly what that would look like at the time, but I just brainstormed and kept iterating and I just kind of needed somebody to hash out with. So Katie was that person for me. So from all that, I was able to do several events this year, things that just kind of randomly happened. Um, we actually launched a life group too for, it's called Winning With Money, Not not Me. My Jason Lowther from our church actually had the vision for it and asked if I would be a part as well as Ryan and Ashley Mitchell. Shout out, love you guys, all of you. But anyway, um, so that was really cool, kind of just honing uh, what I know and trying to figure out my story. Because again, it's not perfect. Like nothing is perfect, but I just keep trying and iterating. And I also hosted my first workshop at the Bartholomew County Library in Columbus. It was a free teach me how to budget workshop. And I did a webinar for you guys that signed up. And it was just, you know, it's a lot of learning and figuring out exactly what people want and how I can present things in a way that makes sense, but not overwhelming. And so God really uh, has done some crazy things. I actually have been asked for January and February already to do events. So I've actually made it a goal and I'm going to talk more about goal setting in another episode, but I've actually made it a goal to try to do one event, one workshop, whether that be at a church or, you know, through, I've also been teaching, uh, at job Corps um, financial literacy classes and I'm working with them now, but in order to do what I want to do and what I feel like God is calling me to do. And I've been talking with my pastor and just about things that is going on, you know, we're, I don't want to evangelize. That's not what we're doing. I just, you know, if, um, I've been talking to him about, you know, some churches have asked me to come and to just present a workshop, right? You know, I'm not 
preaching. I'm not an evangelist, but to present a workshop. And I've talked with him about my vision for that and, you know, asked for his blessing and his guidance and everything like that, especially when it comes to churches, you know, being at other churches, I still want to be actively involved in our church. You know, we're not going anywhere anytime soon, but that's just something that God has kind of been opening doors for. And it's crazy, right? And I'm like, I never expected my ministry, a ministry for myself to look like this. And so I think that also goes with don't put God in a box and just kind of do what needs to be done. I also uh, launched a coaching program with some of you guys with some founding members. And as we've kind of iterated, I realized that not all of you want one-on-one coaching, right? So I've actually got some things in the pipeline for 2020. And I'll actually just go ahead and share it with you because maybe you can email me or send me a message on Instagram at faith.in.finance. And I've thought of this idea of a membership site. So basically we can do coaching and I'll go live um, through the site and I'll also have like, you know, videos or worksheets or whatever. I'm not, again, I'm not quite sure what this looks like, but at a very low cost. So that way you can still have access to me and, and to other, you know, other people. Maybe I can ask some of my friends that have been on the podcast to come um, and teach a lesson as well or do Q and A's. I don't quite know exactly what that would look like yet. I'm just throwing out the idea, but let me know what you guys think of that. It would be, you know, very low cost, but also have some accountability for you. And I think that's what a lot of us needed in our financial journeys was accountability and just someone to kind of be there and to um, you guys understand the importance of having a spending plan and being intentional and value line spending you guys understand all that so just having kind of uh, someone to bounce ideas off of or ask questions to in a community of support like the faith and finance fam so let me know what you guys think about that but anyway I am really excited about what God is doing with faith and finance, I guess, as a business and a ministry, right? It's kind of crazy, but uh, I'm hoping to do one workshop every single month, basically, in 2020, just as a goal for myself. Again, this would help me to be self-employed and to also be able to share the mission and the vision of what God has done in our lives because I'd be able to do that. So anyway, let me know what you guys think about the membership site and let me know what you guys think about the in-person workshop, the in-person events. You know, I'd be willing to come to you. And again, I've talked to my pastor about this this stuff and there's still things that kind of have to be worked out. But, um, you know, just let me know if you'd be interested in something like that as well. I know some of you have said, oh, I wish you could come here. I wish you could come to me. And so let's make that happen. So anyway, uh, this feels weird, like kind of putting myself out there like that, but I truly believe in what we're doing uh, here with faith and finance in that this changes people's lives. If you can learn how to handle money, it will change your life and change your church, change your family, change the world, right? Like it's, it's, it's amazing. So thank you guys so much. I just wanted to thank you all again for being a part of the faith and finance community. We've got some cool things coming up in 2020. I am thrilled that you are here. If you are liking the show, please leave a review and um, share it with a friend because that's what this is about, building a community and just sharing things with friends about what we're doing with our money and just changing the conversation and allowing God to work through us through our money. And so I just want to thank you guys again. You guys are amazing. Keep the faith, my friend. See you in 2020.